everybody. Welcome back to The Move Plus. We are doing a quick episode on the recent developments with the rumored One Cycling Super League headed by Richard Pluga of the Yumbo Visma team, joining a group consortium of the top teams in the sport together to create, we're not so sure, I guess people are saying Champions League style league. I, I don't know if People saying that know exactly what the Champions League is, but we'll get Johan's take on that and as well as the rumored involvement from uh, the Saudi Saudi Arabia investment fund PIF and what that means for the sport and if the, any of this will actually happen or if this is another one of these uh, Yumbo Visma Sudal Quick Step merger stories that we'll talk about endlessly for months and then nothing will actually come of it. Just to start, before you rip this thing's thing to shreds, um, let's just try to grab like sum up what exactly this is it's the this broken reuters i think it was last weekend um that there was a group of six teams six powerful teams trying to create a one cycling i guess super league professional league that would aim to bundle together races create a calendar like it, i think it was 100 to 120 race days that never overlap always starting in on Sunday, have some sort of season-long, uh, I guess, championship series to um, to give some coherency to the calendar so people aren't like, I watched the Netflix series and now I love the Tour de France, but what the heck is Liege best on Liege? Why are they racing in the world championships? You know, it can be confusing. I think we can all agree the calendar's way too, it's just not meant for any type of beginner to get into the sport. It's hard to tie it all together. You have to be super obsessed with it like we are to really even understand what's going on. I think that's good. I mean, do you have anything to add on? Is there anything I'm missing here about what this league is going to try to do? And then we'll talk about the financials of how it would actually work. Yeah. Well, I think for starters, I think the idea is good. The idea makes a lot of sense. Uh, and it's just, you know, one other attempt to change the business model of pro cycling. Uh, I think that's the first motivation. Um, unfortunately, uh, I've seen these kind of projects, uh, several of them already in the last 23, 24 years. Uh, they all made a lot of sense. Um, and uh, when it really comes down to, you know, taking action, they all fell through. Um, and I think, I think the same thing will happen with this one. Uh, one cycling, you know, uh, if I remember correctly, I would have. I don't know how many years ago, but you know, we, we, there was uh, a big project called World Series Cycling. World Series Cycling was the same idea, uh, maybe also the same backers, uh, not the Saudis, but you know, I've heard that a company called CVC, which were formerly owners of Formula One, uh, are involved, they were involved in the past, very seriously. Uh, so the idea is not new. Um, there's a few things that I uh, uh, think uh, are, are are difficult from the start. First of all, as far as I read and from what I've told, it's only six teams right now who are taking the initiative on this. You know, it's it's uh, Plugas team, so it's called Jumbo Visma or Visma Lisa Bike, Ineos, Sudal Quickstep, Little Trek, Bora, Hansgrohe, and EF. That's six teams. 
there's a lot more teams in pro cycling, right? So uh, already there, I think uh, that's a mistake. Uh, it's easy to put this project uh, on paper with these six teams because you know for sure that if these teams have come together, they are like-minded and they want the same thing. So as long as these six teams are here, the main players, this is going to progress uh, on paper, on paper. And then they're going to, in my opinion, get a few hurdles uh, ahead of them. Um, first of all, the teams that are for the moment not involved uh, feel unhappy. You know, I've, I've heard that it's Richard Plugge who is uh, at the head of this. You know, he's the, he's the, the manager uh, right now, the trendy, the trending manager, right? Because he's the most successful one. Um, but, um, but yeah, only six teams. I think that's, that's, that's not good. Initially, it's great to, to move forward, but there are unhappy teams, uh, teams that are, have not been asked not not to be part of it and not to be not 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 for their opinion. So uh, that will create already unease. Uh, and and as far as I I know, that unease is real. Um, there's been communication from non-participating teams towards Plugge, uh, manifesting their their unhappiness. And um, and yeah, I mean, and then. On the other hand, you have the other other two big parties, the power parties, that are the UCI and ASO. And so whatever initiative coming from teams to be stronger, to be unified, and to be more to get more power will get shut down or sabotaged by those other power parties. Uh, there will be uh, manipulations. They will be bullied. Some of them will be bullied out of that unity. Uh, it has happened in the past and it will happen again. So um, the initiative and the idea is great. And ultimately, in my opinion, it is what should happen in pro cycling. Uh, but as long as you have those big power parties, UCI on the one hand, which is the regulator, and ASO on the other hand, which is the big power in cycling, as long as they are not involved, uh, and I cannot see why they would want to be involved with the teams because right now they have the power. And and you know what? I mean, if you if you get together with teams and 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 go into a super league like that, it will make the teams more powerful, and they don't want that. It has happened many 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 times in the past. So uh, I love the idea. I think it's what has to happen. Uh, but my prediction is that it will fail. <laughs> and before you even like get into why this will fail, just I'm going to try to explain why this would make sense as a business, which took me longer than it probably should have. This is a little complicated. So I think the idea is, so these six teams and why six, why would the other teams agree to this still is unclear to me. But let's say these six teams form one cycling, the one cycling pro league. They go to the races. They say. Um, we are, you know, like Formula One. We're now like the the shiny series of cycling. You are now in our series. Congratulations. We will go out. We will sell sponsorships for this series. 
Um, we'll display them at your races. You no longer have to do that. We will buy your TV rights right now up front. Here's 25 million euros for your TV rights. Boom, they're ours. They bundle all these TV rights. They then go to the broadcasters, sell those TV rights. This is exactly what Formula One does. Like Formula One doesn't own the races, or at least the majority of races. Like Monaco GP is owned by the Monaco Racing Club or something like that. They've been around for hundreds of years. They're an entrenched organization, but they just sell their they just sell their TV rights to Formula One. Formula One goes out to the market and sells those for them. The idea would be you bundle all this money from the TV rights, from the sponsorship. It's then distributed back to the teams. It gives them some sort of revenue stream that is sustainable that they can make on their own. And then sponsorship is a small part of their total revenue for the year. So it would be more similar to an F1 team where they have sponsors, but they also have revenue from the ecosystem that they're operating in. What I don't totally understand, though, is why ASO, and if you don't know ASO, ASO owns the Tour de France and a lot of the other calendar. Um, and also, I went through just as an exercise, and I tried to put 100 race days together that didn't overlap. It's harder than you think, and a lot of races get cut out. A lot of big races get cut out. I cannot imagine those races are going to be too happy about being left on the outside of this. They're going to ruffle a lot of the feathers. But why would ASO do this? Like They just... You would come to them and say, instead of you selling your Tour de France TV rights, we'll just sell them all for you and we'll give they're you not, a check today. Yeah, they're not going to, Spencer. I admire your optimism and I, I admire your, I mean, it makes a lot of sense what you say. It does like, yes, it does make sense on the surface. Yeah. A good idea. But, but, but so, you know, if you look on the organization side of cycling, you have ASO, which is, has the lion's share of races and the majority of the power. You have RCS, which owns the Giro, Tirreno Adriatico, Milan San Remo, Tour of Lombardy. And you have Flanders Classics, which own, you know, Tour of Flanders, uh, a lot against Wevelgem, a lot of races in Belgium, right? Uh, it's, it's becoming a big operator also. Now, I've been told that behind this one cycling project, Flanders cycling is uh, very involved. Uh, it's not a surprise to me because the owner of uh, Flanders Classics is uh, a guy called Wouter van den Houten, who, uh, who has been uh, looking for changes in uh, pro cycling for a lot of years. You know, when we did, when we had the, you know, the project World Series Cycling uh, Walter van der Auto was also involved already, so uh, I would not be surprised if they are one of the driving factors of this of this project. Um, but it, you know, if you look at it, they're still small compared to ASO. Uh, now, add to that, Spencer, that the UCI has a French president. Cycling has a president right now who, basically, uh, you know, in my opinion. Uh, hasn't done anything for cycling at all. He's just been there. He did one term. He did. He's doing another term, and he's using cycling. He's a real politician. He's using cycling for his own uh, escalator, basically towards uh, a powerful position within the IOC. Uh, proof of that is that he was just recently appointed as the president of the French Olympic Committee, uh, together with being president of the UCI and. 
as far as I know, nine other official positions he has yeah, somewhere. I, I, saw a list I don't of know. This. I don't know how many time, how many hours this uh, this guy sleeps in a day, but uh, he's you know he's a genius in multitasking. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know he's the president of the UCI. He's French and he is very tight with ASO. So in on this, uh, you know, I've seen in the past UCI and ASO not getting along, but when it really matters, on this one here they will get together they will be together and you know teams and no matter how much money there is behind it you know it, it will not work this can only work spencer in one potential scenario that if for example a company like pif the the saudi investment fund buys aso then that's a different game um they may have all the money in the world but the tour de france and aso that's an institution it's been there forever uh it's it's super powerful and you know what i mean listen uh, you can't blame them they they are the powerful party in this in this sport and why would they why would they share anything with uh a party especially the teams which are very volatile, you know, I mean, you, you, because uh, look at it from this point of view, you have this union of teams now, this little union of teams of six, six, uh, six teams. They're here today. Nobody knows if they're there tomorrow. The proof, Jumbo Visma, the most successful team, were fighting for survival. So who are you actually doing a deal with? With people that you don't know if they're going to exist tomorrow. ASO is going to be there forever. UCI is going to be there forever. And as in any of those projects I've seen in the past, they, those two, those two institutions, they have one thing that the teams don't have. They have time. They have all the time in the world. They, are not, they don't have to hurry. They don't need to fight for survival. And they always play with that card. Whatever there is, let the, okay, let it come. We have time, guys. Uh, sometimes they enter into a little negotiation, you know, and then I always compare it to, like, for example, the, whole, the, the Netflix, the Netflix initiative. Yeah, great, great, great show. Uh, great for the public. The teams, you know, I don't know. I, I've heard that they got 50,000 per team or something, uh, which is, which is, you know, it's ridiculous, basically, for, for, for a project like that. But I always, Compared with you know uh, a school teacher who gives little sweets to the kids to be happy for <laughs> yeah. to be to be yeah. quiet for two or three hours. This is the same thing, Spencer. The same thing happens. They give little sweets now and then. Okay, you know what? Uh, okay, um, let us have access to the images and and the audio from from the radios. You know. By the way, we give you five thousand euros. Five thousand euros they gave per team. It's 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 an insult. But the teams accept it. And this is going to be the same thing. They're going to sit and wait. And as long as they are not in the driving seat, as if ASO gets to be in the driving seat, that's a different game. If they are just proposed to be a part of it, forget it. Not going to happen. I mean, we could sit here all day and talk about why this won't work. And I would agree with you on 99% of it. Um, and I do kind of want to qual. I, I do think there's like one wild card here. And I want to qualify the PIF involvement. There's been a lot written and said. People are already outraged. The Saudis are taking over cycling. 
we should just go back to the nugget of why we even know about this. It was a piece written in The Guardian. The quote is, Piff is cited by possible by sources as a possible investor. I mean, we know who that source is, by the way. We won't say it, though. But a possible investor. That I can means, say it. Do you want to say who that source is? All the information. If you look at if you look at the people who brought the information, you know it's it's uh, uh, Jeremy Whittle, uh, Daniel Benson, Julien Preto, uh, Laura Weislow. All of this information comes from one person, Jonathan Waters. He's the manager of EF. He's involved in this project. He wants it to happen. And I can also tell you, he is one of the leakiest persons in pro cycling. I've seen it in the past. There's been many of those projects. One person has always leaked the information. Always the same guy, Jonathan Vorder. So this information comes from that source, 100%. Let's just say, <laughs> allegedly, the source. But let's just say he is the source. I, I don't understand why he's leaking this. I, I don't think it's in their advantage for this to come out right now. Um I, I don't understand the strategy there, but let's just possible investors. So this is like Jonathan Botters maybe told Jeremy Whittle that Piff could be an investor. Does he mean that like they physically could be an investor? Like there's nothing stopping them. Like that would be true. But I don't know if it means that they're locked down on this. And frankly, this isn't doesn't seem like a Piff move to me. The Piff move is to buy ASO. That's what Piff does. Piff does uh, not Spencer. You know what? Anything which is which is uh, I'm going to say oil money, but especially Saudi uh, involvement, it's it's never going to be about sponsorship. It's always will have to be about ownership. Yeah, uh, they don't want to sponsor; they want to own. And so, um, from that point of view, I mean, I know that the, there's been discussions with PIF, but there's a lot of other people, a lot of other projects, a lot of other sports projects who have been talking to piff and uh you know it's it as i said there's only one way that this can happen if piff buys aso well here so go go with can, me on they, this they can they can buy it they they are able to buy it now the question Perfect. is is it for sale which is another question and which in my opinion is not an easy answer yeah there's a book called la frick about the family and People trying to buy it, I would recommend it if you want to know more about if it's for sale or not. But let's just say, let's just go with me on this magical thinking. Let's say PIF is the does invest. They give Ineos, FISMA, EF, Bora, Little, Sudal a billion dollars to go out and buy all the TV rights in the sport. They do. The other teams would probably just have, even if they're unhappy about it, they would probably say, well, if these guys are going to bundle TV rights and make money and give that money back to us, that seems kind of nice. Maybe teams would go along with them there. Here's the second option. What if PIF, and, and I agree I agree with you, by the way, that I think the only thing, nothing's going to happen until someone buys ASO. ASO probably won't sell. Therefore, nothing will probably happen. But let's just say PIF buys RCS. You would say strategically, in a weaker position than ASO. ASO has done quite well for themselves. Same thing with Flanders Classic. They've done a really good job in the past 10 years of going from a regional race to kind of reimagining re their, their big race to our Flanders into, I would say, a better course. People were upset when they made the course change. But let's just say Piff buys RCS. Now that, that they own the Giro d'Italia, now the Giro d'Italia is in July. And now you get, if you're Tade Pagacar, you get a $20 million start fee just for showing up 
Same thing with Jonas, 20 million. Vanderpool, 20 million. Well, Benart, 20 million just to show up at the race. Now you're the dominant Grand Tour and you're squatting right on ASO's turf in the middle of July. Like that's actually, in my mind, the piff move. That's exactly what they did with Liv to really just puff themselves up to try to weaken ASO to make them sell to them. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it, 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 I can see your, your way of thinking. It's not going to happen, Spencer. Uh, the Tour de France is the Tour de France. It's been around forever. It's the, it's, you know, there's just not enough people involved. I mean, look, and, 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 and then politically also, if you look, and this is exactly what's going to happen, you know, whatever union there is now, these six teams in the one cycling, then you have Villon, uh, this eight or 10 teams that they're trying to do business together. All of those unions will get shut down because the UCI, and they're very smart at that, officially only recognize one official union. It's called the AIGCP. It's the Association Internationale des Groupes Cyclistes Professionnels. First of all, it's under French law, number one. Uh, And it's the only officially recognized body representing the teams and why because there's so many members and they know that there will never be complete unity and solidarity and everything always comes down to that same thing AIGCP it's it's a union that's supposed to be representing the interests of the teams but it's an instrument used by the UCI to break the unity and it has happened over and over and over again, and it will happen again. All the teams that are not involved right now in this one cycling idea or project have already, through AIGCP, manifested their unhappiness to Richard Plugger, who, by the way, is the president of the AIGCP. Let's not forget. Richard Plugger is the president of AIGCP, and all of the members except six are protesting because of this one cycling. And the UCI is there sitting, okay, okay, guys, we've done it again. (laughs) We've done it again. Let them play. Let them fight. Then we'll come a moment. We'll give them a little sweet so they they, they stay quiet, you know, and uh, it's the same thing over and over again. So um, listen, I'm just telling this based on what happened. At some point, it will happen. It's always it's always the same, you know. It's never possible until somebody does it, right? This will be the same thing. Something will happen. I think the most important thing that should happen in cycling, actually, is that, you know, as in a lot of other sports, is that professional sports, professional cycling, should be separate from the UCI except for the regulations. The the UCI should be the governing body only for the regulations and should never, ever, ever be able and entitled to be involved in the business of the sport. So pro cycling should be a pro cycling league. And then, but they are, they have to adhere to the regulations, but then, you know, as any organization would do, then they would probably adapt the regulations so that they remain in power of the business of the sport. But, Pro cycling should be a professional league. Uh, and, and, you know, that's the first step. That should, that should be the first step for any of those projects to have success. Professional cycling should be an independent professional 
league. Uh, and then you can start doing other stuff. Yeah, you're exactly right. It needs to be a league. Like think of the most successful sports in the world or leagues in the sport. They're not being told what to do and their business matters by Swiss bureaucrats. Like FIBA does not run the NBA. The NBA runs the NBA. FIBA can set international basketball regulations. They don't tell the NBA what to do on a day-to-day business basis. Same thing with like the English Premier League. They're a business. FIFA is in charge of FIFA matters, but not they're not telling the Premier League what to do. I mean, you never want these organizing bodies, like think of the most, think of like a really messy sport, like track and field. It's probably because they're so tethered to the Olympics that they don't, they're not really able to create same, a pro league. The same thing here. If professional cycling would care less about the Olympics, mm-hmm. that would be an amazing first step. Yeah. To take away the power of the UCI because the UCI has power through their members and the members are the national federations. And so uh, when, when, if pro cycling, realizes that and they don't care. I mean, and, and actually, which professional cyclist cares about the Olympics except the one who wins the, the gold medal? Nobody. It, it means nothing. The road race, the, road, the Olympic road race means nothing in professional cycling. Nothing. Well, and not only does it mean nothing to cyclists, every time the Olympics are on, everyone I'm watching with goes, well, I didn't know there was cycling in the Olympics. Like the general public, it does not, I don't think it fits together with the Olympics at all. I think it should be like soccer. It's like a U20 event for amateurs. Yeah. 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 I couldn't agree more on that. mm -hmm. And do do you agree with like Pluga's, let's say thesis here, that cycling needs a better calendar, needs to be more organized. Do you agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There's too many races, way too many races. Uh, you know, I mean, just, you know, having these teams go and force them to go in the month of October to race a seven day race in China. I mean, come on, <laughs> nobody watches it. There's nobody there. You know, they get paid peanuts to go there. Uh, that's just one example, but there's, you know, there's too many races at the, at the high, at the high level and you can't, you know, you can't have these races overlap. So that's one of the really good ideas of this one cycling is, you know, to have the best riders in the best races at the same time. That's the key. Yeah. Uh, but that's nothing new. That World Series cycling 20 years ago was exactly the same thing. The same thing. So Isn't there like a World Cup? Do you, I mean, you obviously remember this, like the World Cup races. Yeah, they yeah. I mean, together. you know, if if you look at one cycling, right? One cycling, it basically co- gets gets back to what Hein Verbruggen started in 2004, which was the Pro Tour, the UCI Pro Tour. You know, you got as teams, you got a license, you were entitled to to be in these races, and the best riders were supposed to. So ultimately, the world, the Pro Tour, involved to the World Tour, but now is a mess. Uh, but you know. It, the idea is not new, nothing new. It's it's uh, it's twenty years old. Yeah, I love the idea. I I do think that unless you buy ASO, it, it's you're just gonna hit the same dead end. I, it, you have a good point about the other teams. Why would if you're not in these six teams, why would you go along with this? Like, what's in yeah. it for you? I, I don't completely understand that. And also, Spencer, look, let's just hypothetically, right? Let's just say, okay, Jumbo Visma, Ineos, Sudal Quickstep, Little Trek, Bora, Education First. 
let's just say, let's just take those six teams. Yeah. And those six teams are unified and they say, you know what? If you don't follow our idea, we're not coming to the Tour de France. Do you think the Tour de France cares about this? The Tour de France is going to happen. You know, I've had discussions with the back then people who were at the head of the Tour de France and they were, they went as far as saying, you know what? Uh, if you guys teams don't want to come, it's fine. We're going to, we're going to do the Tour de France with national teams like we did 50 years ago. I I honestly think the tour would prefer it if these six teams didn't come because it means a French rider could potentially win the tour. (laughs) That's another another story, but (laughs) it's interesting to see that UAE is not not part of this. Uh, I I know. And I, yeah, that, that did stick out to me. Yeah. I, where are they? I, I am out of my depth on this, but can they really do they partner with PIF? Does that get messy? I don't. I don't. Quite, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's. Uh, I we, we listen. We don't have enough. We're just guessing, right? But uh, bottom line is that there's the the unity that is now now amongst those six teams has created division with the other teams, and uh, when it really comes down to the you know the the, the real moment. Both UCI and ASO have the power and the resources to break that unity, even amongst those six teams. Yeah, I I agree. It's good to be the UCI. If if you ever have the option to be UCI president, please do. Um, it <laughs> seems to be a very low low job. You can have nine other jobs, and you get paid a nice salary to uh go to a couple meetings every and couple and, months. and and you're even invited to the Ballon d'Or. Uh, you know the gold, the golden, the golden uh, football, uh, yeah, a messy one. I could, I could see David Lapartien being there, all cozy with uh, Prince Albert of Monaco. So it's, it's a good gig. It's a good gig. Yeah, the UCI chapeau. They've done a great job of embedding themselves in the sport. Um, ASO, I, I do think a, people give ASO a hard time. I, I mean, they at the end of the day, they are kind of a family business. They're not, and they run. They, listen, they run a business, and yeah. they, they're doing an amazing job at it. Uh, you li- like it or not, um, they they have the power, and put yourself in their position. Why would you want to give up that powerful position if if you don't have to? All right. Well, in 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 short, we we applaud Richard Pluga and his idea. It's a good idea. Unfortunately, it's probably going nowhere. I think is how we would sum that sum that up. That's what I would say. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Johan, and we will be back. Uh, well, who knows when we'll be back? Maybe we'll maybe something will pop up about this in the next few weeks that we have to jump on and comment about comment mm-hmm. on. Okay. Speak soon. All right. Well, thank you. Bye.